0: Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at slash with Amex.
1: Nebraska Preps post game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla.
0: That's that voice. That means it's Monday. We are on another week of Nebraska Preps post game with my main man, Jacob Padilla. I am old DB. Um, wow, trying to catch our breath. A few schedule changes. We were talking off pod about what's coming up coming up this week in Grand Island. A couple of big matchups. I actually forgot that Central was playing Westside. <laughs> I was so worried about getting the game moved to 530 on Grand Island, so I didn't have to drive back at 11 o'clock at night from GI that I realized, oh, yeah, that's right, we're playing a really tricky team. The number five ranked team in the state in Omaha Central this week. So, Jacob, how's it
1: been, buddy? How are things? Good. Um, looking forward to this week. The Heartland Hoops Classic is always one of my favorite weeks of the year. You just get to go out there and um, sit and watch hoops all day long. So it gives me a chance to see a lot of teams that I don't normally get to see during the season. Um. You mentioned kind of schedule change uh, that was announced today. That uh, the AL, uh, the Abraham Lincoln against Sunrise Christian game is off the schedule. Um, AL is not going to be able to play in that one, and uh, it's unfortunate. I mean that when they schedule that anyway, Josh Dix uh, was healthy, and you're going to try to uh, showcase one one of the area's best players against one of the best teams in the country, and. Um, not going to get a chance to see that game. Uh, Sunrise is still coming to play uh, against Link Academy on Friday night uh, at GICC. Um, but on Saturday, we're just going to go with, uh, with seven games instead of eight this year. And yeah. they did move the Westside Grand Island game from nine up to, to 540, um, 530. To, 530, yeah. Yeah, to replace uh, that Sunrise uh, and AL game. So Yeah, so session
0: one will be Ashland Greenwood against Northwest. That'll be at eight. Seola, uh, Donovan Trumbulls at 940. Milford and Humphrey Lindsey-Holy Family is at 1120. And then one is a very tricky Concordia team. I don't think tricky is the right word. I shouldn't have said that. That's a good Concordia yeah. team. Uh, and, and we'll talk about them as they're tapping folks on the shoulder down there in C one and saying, hey, you can talk about all these other teams if you want to. We're pretty good as well. They take on Aurora at 1, and then in Session 2, it'll be Elkhorn North against GICC at 345. Westside against Grand Island at at 530. And uh, we got Wasatch and, and Link Academy at 715 to close that night out this Saturday, the 12th. So that is the adjustments as we try to catch up on what was a busy week. A little topsy-turvy
1: week, man. You want to go A, B, C, 1? Where Flip a coin, flip a coin. Where do you want to start? Well, let's just uh, knock out that, that Heartland Hoops Classic, and then we can get uh, get back to the week that was. Just preview that off the top of the head. You, uh, you ran off the the schedule there. The, obviously, I think the showcase game is a seventeen seven fifteen 15 game uh, with Link Academy, uh, who is one of the best teams in the country, against Wasatch, who... Um, It came here a few years ago for this event. I had some other good players that year and uh, for Link Academy, um, it's a team that kind of came out of nowhere last year. They were a decent prep school team. Uh, I think Karon McPherson at Nebraska was there. I think one of the Porter brothers uh, was there. Um, But, they went, they went out and hit the recruiting uh, trail hard and added some major talent to that team. Just looking at it, they've got Ob- Omaha Blue, uh, five-star in 2023. Uh, they've got uh, Jordan Walsh, five-star in 2022, committed to Arkansas. Uh, Julian Phillips, a 2022 five-star, committed to LSU. Felix Akpara is a 2022 four-star, committed to Ohio State. Terrace Reed Jr., a 2022 four-star, committed to Michigan. And then Trey Green is a 2023 four-star as well who's uncommitted. So um, those are some of the, the top guys you're going to be able to see on, on Link Academy. Uh, and then Wasatch, they've got Camden Heidi who's a three-star committed to Purdue. He's from Minnesota, uh, moved out there. Uh, Chris Bunch is a four-star committed to Syracuse. Roddy Gale is a four-star committed to Ohio State. So we'll see a couple of future Buckeyes facing off against yeah, that's each other. Roddy Gale Jr., too, if that name rings a bell to some of you basketball heads. Kay Biketa, uh 2022, four star, uncommitted. Willie Lightfoot uh, uh, committed to Bowling Green. And then Anthony, Re- um, Polish name, I think. Uh, not going to try to pronounce it. Uh, guy yes, going to Sam Houston State. Yeah. So um, some, some pretty good talent on those two teams. I think it'll be a fun game uh, for those of you that are interested in heading out there and, and watching uh, out in Grand Island. And again, mentioned on Friday that Link Academy will take on Sunrise. Uh, and they have like, annual power, and they're, they're one of the best teams in the country. So I'm a little disappointed that I'm not going to get a chance to see Sunrise. Uh, but, I mean, ci- uh, circumstances are what they are. And you mentioned uh, nothing wrong with uh, heading home a, a little bit earlier because that is a long day out in Gride yeah. Island and a long drive back. For me, I'm like, whoo Yeah, it fits. And, um, and in the the local teams, there's some really good matchups here. you got a bunch of top ten teams, teams with two, three, four losses, no more than that. Um, obviously, you've got the, the the local Grand Island teams are all um, competing like they usually do. But you met, that'll be my first chance to see Osceola, um, who I know have got uh, top three in, in D two. They've got a couple of really good players, and Isaiah Zelazny and Kyle uh, Gustafson, uh, Donovan Trumbull is 16 and two, um, uh, Milford 16 and four, Concordia 16 and two. Um, first chance for me to see all those teams and then obviously the the Grand Island uh, Central Catholic kinda hosting the event. So Humphrey Lency Holy
0: it. family, the only undefeated team left and high school hoops. Uh Scott Oh, that's right. I don't even know how I forget about Scott. <laughs> I, but I just penciled them in,
1: right? Yeah. So, so they're still the two top. And Humphrey just beat H- Howells Dodge again in the, the final of their the conference tournament. Yeah, running
0: that record to 20-0. and 0.
1: And that was not as close as the previous game in Howells. So, uh, yeah, they, they've clearly established themselves as kind of the class of C2. Yeah,
0: C1. You mentioned Concordia. And uh, still with just the two losses. And we talked about the ups and downs last year. As They were kind of starting to think like, hey, this is a pretty good basketball team, right? Gained some good wins, had a little hard time establishing consistency. It has more than carried over into this year with a gaudy 16-2 and two record. Uh, and a lot of folks get a chance to put eyeballs on them and see just how they stack up with a pretty top-heavy and crowded
1: C1. Yeah, and they had kind of suffered that loss to Fort Calhoun early on. And Fort Calhoun's a good team, but I think that kind of woke them up a little bit and they're um, kind of... Got got uh, sparked them a little bit, and they've they've been re- playing really well recently. They've got Carson Masson and Zach Kalouse, coach's son, uh, just dynamic back car- back that can really shoot the ball. And then they got two bigs inside, uh, uh, and Zach Alherty and Justin uh, On that can really really play inside as well. So they've got good combination shooting and size, and that's what's carried them to the uh, to where they are now.
0: Yeah, coming off of uh, two good wins against uh, Bergen and and, and smith uh they got Mount Michael coming up and then the good one uh against Aurora on Saturday. A lot of Friday Saturday schedules this week, a little more traditional with the bulk of the games around the metro. I I like the occasional Tuesday Thursday game where you can go and kind of get an off brand night of hoops, but seems to be a little bit more of a traditional schedule this week.
1: Yep, um not honestly I hadn't even really looked at at Saturday much cuz I knew uh, where, you'd be. where I'm going to be <laughs> uh but yeah, Friday You've uh, mentioned the West Side Central and I'll probably be at that one, but there's some other good ones on, on Friday too, kinda th- throughout the state. So it's a good week here as we kinda hit the the official stretch run. We got two weeks left of the regular season before we uh hit, hit districts. Yeah. So this is one of
0: those this is one of those years, JP, where I think the two seed in a district you're gonna have some live two three seeds and in, in district play with the eight district seedings in A and um Seven right plus the wild card um i I think seating's gonna be important this this stretch run is gonna be really interesting for some of these basketball teams that are kind of in that you know that that bottom tier of the of top ten that is looking for a good matchup maybe trying to avoid a bad matchup in the first round of districts like a northeast or you know a pious who may or may not have had it figured out like this last couple of, this this is an important stretch for some of these teams.
1: Yeah, because you look at the, the, the two seeds in the kind of four, five, six, seven districts, there's going to be some tough games. Um, we, we talked about kind of how the back end of that top 10 has been jumbled around all season long. Uh, it wasn't really uh, any changes last week in, in the poll. I mean, the teams that lost in that top 10 lost to teams ahead of them. Um, so it wasn't um, anything too uh, dramatic about um, the results last week, but um yeah we still i think like you said the seating is going to be important there wouldn't be surprised to see some upsets in in some of those districts there i mean it happens every year um we we saw what happened with Pius and east um last year um and and games like that so um you really got to go out and earn it every year yeah no stats uploaded i was looking to see the box score
0: from the millard south omaha central game earlier this weekend because i was just trying to kind of see who's picking up where they left off for Central as they've got Westside on Friday. So that obviously has my interest. But you look at the final, and it was 46-43. And without having kind of seen how that game was played or being able to look at the box scores, how much do
1: you feel like you really know about Omaha Central. Uh, it was 38-30 Millard South heading into the fourth quarter, yeah. and then the Eagles, the yeah, really turned it on to to, to win that game and avoid uh, that upset there. Um, I think the the girls' game was pretty good before it too, but uh, uh, in a similar fashion, yeah. where except just the opposite, the Millard
0: South, South girls back. go on a seventeen to two run yeah. to close Central
1: out. That was uh, that was unbelievable. Yeah, and. No man, Millard South, they've, they've really proven themselves. Um, and then Fremont went and uh, uh, lost to Lincoln High. Yeah. Uh, big we, lead. We
0: kind of – so, actually, we were trying to drag you into it, but we didn't want to call on Friday. But Mike Sutter and I were going back and forth over the Lincoln High. Fremont came, and I said, hey, listen, Lincoln High in the back, they just have the ability to really be disruptive. And it was going to be could they get up and guard and close out Behind the arc and keep McCabe and company from dialing from distance. And that was a heck of a comeback.
1: Yeah, because I, when I left, like the last I had saw that they had just started to get going and started knocking down threes, Fremont did, and create a little separation. And then I went to D.C. West, uh, at Ashland Greenwood, and Sauter, like after the game, showed me something I'm like, look at this. I was like, wait, they came back? Oh. What? So that was pretty impressive from Lincoln High, but again, it's like Millard South. They they've been on a pretty good run the last few years, but they're really um, they're really looking the the part right now. And after and got off to the really good start, and that was without a, a healthy Cora Olson, yeah. and
0: now she's back healthy, and she goes for 19 the other night. She's just starting to kind of yeah.
1: get her rhythm. That's that's a deep. That's, that's a good bunch. And then I, on Saturday, I uh, after I got done down in Lincoln, I went over to, to Millard North and caught the kind of the tail end impressive of the
0: win over Southwest. Lincoln
1: Southwest, Millard North girls, and then watched the boys game there. And uh, uh, Southwest was up four um, late in the third quarter when I got there. And Millard North closed the game on a 20-2 to two run, I believe. Wow. Um, so they gave up two points in the fourth quarter that was really impressive we've seen
0: some abysmal fourth quarters over these last couple of weeks where we just saw a couple we saw this one with south southwest and millard south central girls had the ominous fourth quarter against millard south uh central millard south millard south scores five points in the fourth quarter um you know central closes that out 16-5 in 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 the boys matchup and Man, just points are hard to come by. You know, the end of the first quarter, and that Central Millard South game, it was six to six. <laughs> you, you know, it's just Central is a hard team to figure out. Just if you know you you think you're going to get a good night from from PJ and and and
1: Jay Dawson, and who who's the next capable chipping in? Yeah, and that was their only game last week. Um, so they're 15 and four now. They did get the win still. Um, they've got three games coming up this week. Northwest on Tuesday, obviously Warriors on Friday, and then they go to Lincoln North Star on Saturday. And North Star's is a, a tough team to figure out. They're a little tricky. Um, they had not a lot of depth. No, uh, but they, they've got some size for sure. And so that it'll be interesting to see kind of the matchups for that one and how that one ends up turning out. But Central, I mean – they're, they're still sitting there at number five uh, in the coaches poll, um, kind of turn along there. Nobody's really been able to jump them, but I don't know that uh, we've seen them. But at the same time, we've seen them go head-to-head with some of – we saw them. They were right yeah. in that Metro semi. Seen um, them against Miller North, some yeah. against Bovey West. So they're Very capable. Exactly. So they're a tough team to figure out, but I think they're, they're four, five, six. They're kind of right in that range, in that second tier. Where do you want to go next? Well, I uh, just go to let's just go to the spot below them because
0: I think they're interesting and it's a Tuesday night game, one in which it may get my attention. It we'll see how I'll be received back at Omaha North, but Gretna goes to North. Gretna's playing well, right? I they they had the hiccup against Papio South, but I think they've won nine out of their last ten or eight out of their last nine. They, They got Bellevue West, then North Star, then Millard South, and then Lincoln Southwest, then Elkhorn South. So there's six. They they lost to Papio South. Then they've rattled off four more in a row. So that's nine out of their last ten, getting Central South, Benson, and Millard West. I'm on North, conversely, has won five out of their last six and had won five in a row. Now, their best win was the early season win against Gretna. After that, it, it hasn't been all what, what I would call impressive, but to their defense, they're doing something that I think everybody's got to be able to do that's trying to build their program. You, you cannot give up games against programs that you're perceived better than. And North, North hasn't done that. And right now, say their critics will say, hey, listen, they beat Northwest twice. They beat Benson. They beat Listen, they beat Papio South, or excuse me, they beat Papio La Vista. They beat Benson. They beat Southeast. Uh, they took care of South. They took care of Burke, and they hung in there tooth and nail Saturday night against Papillion-La Vista South. I don't. I don't talk about. It's hard to win, and at twelve and seven, and you having previous success against Gretna, this is kind of a sneaky game for me. Stu has North in his top ten. They're currently outside of. Mike Sauter's top 10, but they did receive votes. And Gretna firmly there in that four area. It's a, it's a sneaky good game, at least for me.
1: Yeah, and it's a North team that went 9-13 uh, and 13 last year. Yeah. So uh, and they've kind of made some good progress there. They've got, uh, I think, Mason Strong has been the the constant there. But then after that, you look at it. He's the only one averaging double digits. It's uh, different guys, different games. Dale Ron Thomas, Keyshawn Williams, Rondale Thomas. They've had different guys step up, all averaging between 7 and 10 points a game. In um, different games, it'll be different players. So, um, yeah, like you said, they don't have uh, a ton of bad losses on their schedule. Um, probably the uh, uh, Mil- lost to Millard West, lost that one by four. That's probably the the biggest blemish on their team, just with with Mil- where Millard West is health wise and youth wise at, at this point. But um, th- they avenged that loss to P- Pilling the Vista, uh, beat them the second time around, and um then like you said they've taken care of business against all the teams uh underneath them um that i think mean, mentioned papio south they lost that one and uh that's a team that uh, they've they've had a tough schedule um like they're sitting there uh still at number nine with a 12 and 7 record uh but it's because they keep losing to the, the better teams, teams in the state and they had uh Three three uh, no week last week they get the schedule finally tailed off a little bit Omaha North was the best team they played um, they beat Northwest sixty one forty two they beat Bellevue sixty three forty and they beat North 65-61. and during the during those three games Daniel Brokale averaged twenty five a game on fifty six percent from the field fifty eight percent from three and seventy five percent from the line not bad <laughs> he uh, in each of those games uh, they've had a different second leading scorer yeah. uh, they've had a second guy in double figures in each game and it was uh Rio haley uh with 11 in the, the the millard west game uh it was reese kircher 14 points um four threes i believe in, in the Bell east game and then it was bryson ball the other freshman uh with 17 points in, in the omaha north game so um that's kind of i think who papio south is they, they've got bro kale that's he's gonna go hard he's gonna get us some shots he's more often than not he's gonna he's going to get that 18 20 25 uh range i think he hit 29 uh against omaha north so um he's he's going to give you that every single night and then it's just a matter of who, who steps up uh beside him they've got so many young guys so many newcomers to kind of varsity rotation but they they found a way to to turn out uh, enough of these wins to kind of remain in that top 10 yeah
0: it's a senior laden bunch with um you know mackling and medic and and brocale but you get the two freshmen in Kircher and Ball. and I kind of like the X-Factor. He played well against Westside. I think Devin Jones gives him some toughness. Um, he He's one of those guys that's not going to settle to shoot threes. He gets downhill. He at least gives you some um, some aggressiveness towards the 10 where you can kind of draw fouls and collapse. And so they kind of have a nice little mixture there. Uh, but we'll see if, if they can score enough, right? I think consistency, it's hard enough to get consistent second score even a third
1: which most teams will need if you really want to make a good deep run at state and they got a one game this week and it's a big one friday against elkhorn south that's another one big one on friday there again teams kind of in that top 10 or that back uh the back half of the, the top 10 there elkhorn south another team uh, only an 11 and 7 record but they're at number seven in the coaches bowl because of uh the teams they lost to and the, the teams they, they beat they um they hung with Miller North on uh, last week, forty-seven uh, fifty-seven, and I believe they had a, a lead in that game. And then Miller North kind of turned it on and pulled away late. And then they um, took care of business one at Benson by fifteen. Um, so they they've got a Papia South on Friday, and then Saturday against Burke coming up. So that that will be a big game on Friday, just kind of again for seedings, for wild card points, for kind of figuring out that, that back half of that top ten. Um, because it's seven against nine right now in the Coaches poll. How do you kind of look at
0: uh, the movers and shakers when you look at the back half of that, that top
1: ten? Well, uh, interesting uh, interesting week for Lincoln Northeast, who um, kind of a tough one. They yep. they escaped in overtime against Lincoln North Star, 58-57. Um, and that's – they um, – they, they were up 49-36 after the third quarter and got outscored 15-5 to in the fourth. So that goes back to what you were talking those, about, yeah, those just uh, bad fourth, fourth quarters. quarters yeah. um, they managed to escape an uh, overtime 4-3. to three. Um, So an ex- exciting four minutes there. Uh, but uh, North Northstar's size with Brendan Clemens had 20-12. and 12. Play a CN uh, enigma, wrapped
0: in a riddle. Yeah. He's and, capable when healthy, right? You just would like to see a little more dominance.
1: Yep. For sure. Because he's got it in him. And then Antala, San Linel, uh 15 points on 14 boards. So their size really gave Northeast problems. And you look at Northeast, they've, they've got uh, Porter Basil there uh, at about 6'7". But outside of him, they basically play four guards and wings. Um, and they don't really have size coming off the bench. So um, that was a tough matchup for them. But they managed to, to, to get out of there to win. And then they uh, lose two, Creighton Prep, 53-57 at home. And that was a 51-all game late. And prep, I, I guess, made the plays down the stretch to pull that out, and obviously, we we saw what happened at the west side uh, where the Warriors kind of ran prep off off the the court, but they've they've rallied nicely since then. and Have kind of established themselves, like yeah, no, we're still here. Uh, and that was a tough weekend
0: too for them. And I felt last week they shoot they were tough against Bellevue West before finally uh, succumbing to that pressure. I, it may not show it
1: statistically, but man, this has to be one of Coach Lukey's best. Best coaching yeah. jobs. Yeah. we talked multiple times about all the injuries they've gone through, and um, just I think they've finally been able to put together uh, the same rotation the last few games without any more guys kind of dropping out. So um, been able to find a little bit of a rhythm recently and hit 11 threes and went over Papillion the Vista last week. 11 for 21, um, held, held the Monarchs at 35% from the field, um, won by 17 there. So... Um, yeah, they're sitting at 14-4. and four. They've got Burke this week, and then they have their kind of annual rivalry game uh, trip down to, to take on Rockers in Kansas City. Yeah, and it,
0: I just think this it's a
1: basketball team where
0: if they can find some consistent backcourt play, um, it changes the way that I think you view them because you know that they're going to be well coached. They're going to be good with the scout. They're going to try to take away your first and second options. They can grind you. I think they just have to get consistency in the backcourt.
1: Yeah, and that – I mean, that Papio game, they got 20 points from Luke Jungers, 14 from Joey Rischel knocking down threes, uh, and then 13 from Martel Evans. That's kind of, they need that consistently. Yeah. That's what it's got to be. And then you have Casey O'Malley. He didn't he didn't shoot a ton. He had seven points and a fish at seven in that game. So between Evans and uh, uh, O'Malley, they need one of those guys in high double figures and making plays for others. Um, and, and then... To, they need that consistent 20 a game for, from Junkers to, to hang with uh, the better teams on their schedule. But, um, here they, again, 14-4, they're still hanging in there despite uh, all, all the pieces they've lost. Uh, we just kind of skipped over the
0: top three, right? It's, yeah. We'll, we'll work backwards and go to number three in Miller North, who, in my opinion, um, the team that has the ability to look the most different than they do right now because if they make shots – it changes the way that they, they can play dramatically. I think we kind of know who Westside is. I think we know who Bellevue West is. Miller North has room for growth because they haven't
1: shot it particularly well, especially from distance. And, again, last week they did not shoot it well. So um, we mentioned that the win against Elkhorn South. The uh, storm led 41-39 heading in the fourth, and then North North closed the fourth quarter 18-6. to So, another, again, another, yeah, another one. Another seven-digit um, <laughs> quarter. It, they they were um 4 16 from 3 in that one and then uh, on saturday uh, against Lincoln southwest for their their senior day game um they they were one of 13 from 3 and the only make was a neil Mosser lob pass that somehow went in the basket yeah. like i i honestly I had no idea what happened. Like, I did not realize that it had gone through. I thought it was going to, like, hit the rim and drop, and somehow it, it went in because they took the ball out and passed it, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and he's the only one that took more than two threes. Yeah, and so, again, 1-13, and the, the one make wasn't even uh, an attempted shot. So um, that, that's, that is con- continuing to be the problem for them. And, it, like, you don't necessarily – I don't know if there's anybody on that team outside of Monster that you would consider, like, a great shooter – but it, it is a little surprising to me that they struggled to the, to the degree that they have. Um, I thought they'd have a little bit more shooting. And it just never really came around. But um, that Southwest game. That, man, the first half, it was ugly both ways. It was, 20,
0: was that a 20-19 to 19 half? Uh, yes. Um, mm-hmm. And two single-digit scores in the second quarter, right? An 8-6 second quarter. and
1: We're looking at that online, and we're like, what is going on in this well, game? Uh missed layups and bad turnovers. And <laughs> you, it legit, you had your best players missing bunnies on both sides. Really? Uh, Ryland Smith and Ben Hunziker and Jason Green and David Harmon. None of those guys could finish. Um, in the first half, Harmon and Green... Had five points on two of 10 from the field, one of three from the free throw line. Took over in the second half, though. They kind of settled in, came back after halftime, combined 26 points on 11 of 14 shooting, four of seven from the line in the second half. Um, so Jason Green last, uh, last week in their two games, uh, 32 points, 21 rebounds, 12 blocks. So just, again, continuing to stuff the stat sheet, making plays on both ends of the floor. Um, and they got enough from uh Harman and Green and then they kind of made uh got some stops down the stretch. Uh Southwest had a chance but couldn't quite uh make the plays uh at at the very end of that game t- to get the win but um Millard North yeah they're 17 and 2 now. Um again that tough week last week but th- that that three point shooting is going to come back to bite them eventually if if they yeah. don't if they don't get hot at the right time.
0: Only two players shooting 37% or better from 3 and that's monster at 37%, Jason Green at 38%. Conversely, uh you take a look at, and we'll get to bellevue West and Westside, you take a look at a team like Westside, um, who has seven players, six players of thirty-seven percent or more. Thirty-six percent or more, right? Stubblefield is a forty-one percent three-point shooter, he's made thirteen of them. You wouldn't consider him a great shooter. Payson Gillespie, thirty-seven percent. He's made thirty-five of them. Uh Tate Odvody, thirty-nine percent. He's made nineteen of them. Um Logan Wilson, 48%. He's made 24 of them. Uh, C.J. Mitchell at 36%, a little little under, but he's still made 12. Uh, Benning shoots th- 46% from three. He's made 13 of them. It's just when you look at how these guys, Charlie Davis, who's coming off a fantastic weekend, uh, <laughs> 50% from three, he's made 30. He's 36 of 72 from behind the arc. You just look at the, the equalizer and the ability to shoot the basketball, I think that's what—that's really right now what I think makes West Side different. Outside of the fact they do guard you in the backcourt, yeah,
1: and nineteen and one now they took care of business, uh, dominated uh, Millard West and uh, Bellevue. Yeah, East kind last of a whole week, home weekend, like they should. You mentioned Charlie Davis, nineteen points against Millard West, five of seven from three. But um, uh, just kind of looking at the, the season stats, West Side is shooting fifty-two percent from the field, thirty-eight percent from three, and seventy percent from the line. That'll win you a lot of ball games. In addition to that, nearly a 2-to-1 assist-to-turnover turnover ratio. 15.4 yeah. assists to 8 turnovers. Last week, um, in those two games, again, that's not uh, the highest level of competition, but 38 assists and 9 turnovers in two games. That's that's pretty good, like going 5-on-0 in practice, <laughs> honestly. So um, th- that's, that's where they are. And then WS there, uh, kind of the same deal. They, they took care of business. And two impressive wins. They doubled up Omaha South, who has really struggled this season. Um, hasn't quite been what we thought they were going to be, but 72-36. And then took care of business at Lincoln East. Like, that's a scrappy East squad. And they, they handled them 84-52 uh, down in Lincoln. So. Shooting
0: 39% from behind the arc as a team, which is
1: 1% better than West
0: Side. But, again, in that range, when you're shooting it as a team, and conversely Miller North only had two guys that shoot 37 and 38% respectively. That that's kind of the difference, right? We saw when Miller North played Bellevue West, it was those two three little threes in a row in the second quarter that stretched that thing to 10 and Miller North didn't make very much from behind the arc until late. But, you know, the the lead was what it was. I think that's kind of the difference. When I look at those three teams
1: outside of, of Westside, taking really good care of the basketball. Yeah, and Josiah Deltzer, 32 points and 13 assists in their two games last week, two double-digit games for for Jane Jackson. Um, so good backcourt play for, for them to kind of lead the way there. Um, briefly, I think we we hit on most of the top 10. Southwest is still kind of hanging in there at number 10. Uh, Lincoln Pius, the 10th, is receiving votes at 14 and 6. Um, and, and they beat Lincoln East uh, in the battle for A Street over there. Um, uh Brady Christensen, four straight games with 15 or more points and 12 or more rebounds. Mm-hmm. He's now averaging 11 and a half rebounds a game. That that dude is tough, and when he's playing well, they've got the summer too. Yeah, yeah you, you know all about that. Um, briefly, you want to flip on over to, to to B and run through it real quick. Um, we we mentioned the big one, Scud against Bennington on Tuesday, and at halftime it looked like hey, it here could be we go. That game, yeah. Uh, uh, Bennington led after the first quarter It was twenty eight, twenty six. Scud at halftime and then the second half happened and it was no longer close 40 to 12 the second half first cut it's almost like you know Journey and those guys are just like okay. all right now's the
0: time <laughs> okay let's 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 go fellas.
1: yeah and it, like bennington it, they they shot 44% from the field uh only had six turnovers and still got smashed like that they only took four threes and so that just kind of points to i think Scut's uh, defensive uh, pressure, um, their ability to take away shots. Um, they didn't have a single guy in double figures. Seth Wempen and Austin Holtz led them with nine apiece. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, a forty to twelve half without um, a lot of turnovers, without honestly even a lot of missed shots. That just showed how hard that Bennington had to work, and conversely, how efficient that Scut was on the other end, scoring seemingly every possession. It would look like. Uh, So it's
0: interesting because if you're Coach Juergens, you're thinking to yourself, okay, you don't want to peak too early, but you can only do what you can do, and it's not like you're going to tell your guys, hey, don't play well during this particular stretch. The hardest job he may have is keeping them dialed in, right? They've got to be their own benchmark, right? They're competing against their
1: own level of excellence. Like, hey, how good can we be? And I think the schedule worked out nicely because you did have that Bennington game late in the season. And now you've got you've only got uh, two weeks left here to kind of get through the regular season. And I think once you get to the postseason, it kind of turns it up again all over again. Um, and I think so. I think that worked out nicely for them to not like maybe if they had not played any other top five teams the last ten games the season, or whatever. Then I think you'd worry about that more. But um, I think they're they're operating at just such a high level right now. And Bennington. Get a chance to bounce back and you know, score another big win with uh, going to Ron Colley on Tuesday, who's uh, still at number two right now in the coaches' poll, 12-4. and um, Scottsbluff is at number three. Um, they, had a, they had a huge win or a huge week last week, just destroyed Alliance in Sydney. Austin Thine broke the school record, 10 assists against Alliance, and then they followed up with a school record 18 threes uh, against Sydney. Um, and then Bennington still kind of sitting there at, at number four and Platview rounding out the top five, uh, 15 and six, They uh, beat Ralston 60 to 49, uh, on Thursday or Friday. I forgot, uh, one of the two, um, but, um, Connor Milliken, uh, broke the school scoring record and Thursday Nate Thayer was no slouch and yeah. t- to break his record, uh, <laughs> by his, uh, during his junior year. Really impressive. So, Nate, right no,
0: there—the guy that we used to joke about—could probably go get buckets at the age of 35. His game was so efficient, right? I yeah. mean, he's just—he
1: like, could be—he could, he could score the basketball. Yeah. So, in two wins, that they followed that up, uh, handled Hastings, 54 points, 31 rebounds, 12 assists, seven steals, and five blocks for two games in two games for Milliken last week. Not Pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. say so.
0: Not bad. Next week. Uh, C1, don't worry. We won't forget about you. It is loaded at the top with Carney Catholic, Ashland Greenwood, Wahoo. We'll see what happens with Concordia out here in Grand Island. They're on the big stage, and, and Wayne and Auburn are like, hey, it's all about seedings. Don't forget about us.
1: Yeah. Just saw Auburn uh, beat Freeman 28-21 in their conference tournament final. That was yeah.
0: tough. It's okay. Style, <laughs> styles aren't for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back next week. We'll make sure we got you covered. That's Jacob Padilla. I'm ODB. It's Nebraska Preps Postgame. A Huda Media Production.